Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we are remarkably blessed to have with us her royal highnessness, her empressness, the one whose policy reigns supreme, well, her analysis of policy anyway. And, as we discussed yesterday, you don't have to worry about her compass. She is not the mother of some prince (laughs) who was hanging around with Jeffrey Epstein on the Lolita plane. No. We have. (laughs) America's princess of policy, the untainted... Diana me. <laughs> Thank you, Sir James, the Knight of the Golden Order, the Duke of A.K.A. Both Nerdly. It's always wonderful to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, <laughs> let us get started this week right, with some Goldman Sachs news. Apparently, <laughs> Diana, apparently, Your Majesty, some of the little plebes, the, the, the peasants <laughs> over at Goldman Sachs, they're 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 rebelling. They don't want to come to work. What's going on at Golden Sachs? <laughs> it's just amusing to read this article in the New York Post. The title is Junior Goldman Sachs Bankers Threaten to Quit Over Five Days a Week Office Rule. And they are furious that their bosses expect them to actually come into work. <laughs> they can't stand it. They're so mad. They're, they're, apparently there's a corporate message board called Blind in which people who are vetted to actually be employees of these companies can anonymously post what their gripes are. And so uh, the New York Post went on and saw all these messages from um, Goldman Sachs people, and they are just fit to be tied because they are being expected to actually come into the office after all of this working from home and remote um, COVID work that they've been used to, and they apparently love working from home. Well, who wouldn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> yes. And so they are just, you know, getting on these boards and complaining about, you know, how they're being bullied into showing up in person. <laughs> and I just think it's just, you know, BS. And they're using, of course, terrible language about top management and complaining <laughs> and whining and, you know, whatever. And so they basically are now decided to quit. They are going to GTFO, get the F out. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, that's scared. a new acronym. I'm going to GTFO. <laughs> I love this. And so I, it, it's interesting, though. The New York Post happened to put 
the salaries of these people, the average first year pay at Goldman Sachs is $110,000 a year for first year coming right out of college. And the average bonus is $257,500. So these are coddled people. These are privileged people. And they are so now used to doing whatever they want that the very idea of having to come to work is just to, to them, it's torment and torture, and they're being bullied to have to do it. And these are the snowflakes we used to always talk about Years ago, when they first started coming out of college, and you and I used to joke, as did everyone in our age group, oh, just wait till they hit the work world. Just wait until nobody's going to put up with their attitude. Well, apparently it is so infecting businesses that, you know, you had sent me another article. Apple is facing the same thing. The yeah, people... it's going at the, the, the multi-trillion dollar company, Apple. The people yeah. don't want to – and Apple just built this, like, huge – space looking thing a new headquarters it's supposed to be really you know plush and all the rest of it and you've got the apple people saying they don't want to come back to work either yes and they're saying it on that same message board which i guess a lot of journalists are now writing articles based on what's on the anonymous uh, postings of blind this corporate message board but apparently apple employees I don't give a single F about ever coming back to work. <laughs> yeah, F Apple. So these are, you know, if I'm an employer, I don't want these people to come back. These are obviously, you know, not really deep thinkers. They are not somebody who, with a work ethic or wanting to contribute. So, okay, fine. GTFO. Guy, bye. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was one of my favorite lines in the Tombstone meet, uh, 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 Tombstone with uh, the one Val Kilmer was in. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, bye. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly right. And as you mentioned, the perks that were listed in this Daily Mail article of working there, they get a free gym, they get free doctors, they get all this time off. You know, sick days, 20 days a year of vacation, 30 days a year of vacation in some cases. And they also are allowed, even though they have to come back to work three days a week, which is just too much for them, they also get four weeks in addition to their vacation of remote time that they can work at home. So they are being coddled every which way, and this is what happened with the snowflakes. They are now infecting the corporate world even more. Goodness gracious. Okay, let's talk, speaking of infected and the business world, let's talk about the rodent kingdom again. <laughs> okay, executives at Disney have been forced. This comes from the Washington Examiner. They were forced into it. They were forced into opposing that controversial Florida education legislation. They didn't have a choice. It was all forced. And, and now... Poor Disney, poor Disney, they're caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, well, this article in the Washington Examiner, the uh, author decided to talk to brand consultants, experts in marketing and brand managing. And it turns out that none of the people in the article actually know anything about Disney, per se, but they have surmised that 
before the company did anything, they must have run the numbers and they must have done the focus groups and they must have modeled this decision and they made a a money-based decision. That was according to one uh, expert, the professor of leadership, James Bailey at George Washington University. He does not say that he did any investigation or anything. That's what he says. Well, they must have checked this out because they're a big business. I personally doubt that they ran any focus groups or ran any numbers. They were obviously cowed into this by their own employees. So these experts on brand consultants are saying that this was a smart move and that this they must have been caring about their stakeholders. Now, stakeholders is a liberal word. Whenever you see that term, get your antenna up because it's a quick substitution that the left makes for the word stock. We all understand the people who actually have a financial interest in the health of a company. Stockholders matter to the old way of thinking about corporations. The new way of thinking about it is caring about stakeholders who are left-wing activists. Stakeholders are the ones who care about what's going on in the corporation, not financially, but to make sure that they do the right left-wing thing. And so that article that we are talking about, just talking about the interest of the stakeholders in what Disney is doing, and that is all that they are looking at. Uh, Disney is afraid of left-wing activism, and they made this decision. Interestingly enough, the stock has declined 3% since this all started. And these uh, experts in brand marketing think that Disney's made a smart move. What do you think? Do you think that this is going to ultimately hurt Disney as I do, that parents, once they start getting wind of how deep this is in the actual product, this isn't just something that employees are saying. They are now changing the value system that most parents had expected to be in the product at Disney to something very different. Do you think that that is going to affect their sales? Yes. I think it is already affecting their sales. I think people are dropping like flies from their Disney streaming service. In fact, Fox News today has an article where they they highlighted, I believe, 10 families who've left Disney. And I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I've had people telling me and writing to me, telling me, well, there goes my Disney streaming. Now, I have to be honest, and maybe I'll get in trouble from some people who think I'm some kind of a hypocrite because I rail against the rodent kingdom. I do have a Disney Plus subscription. I have a Disney Plus subscription so that I can watch The Mandalorian, so that I can watch whatever the Star Wars offerings are. (laughs) Okay, because I have been a Star Wars nut (laughs) since the first Star Wars, which I went to see 19 times in the movie theater. Okay? Yes. I can attest to the fact that you are a long-time Star Wars aficionado. Do you know the only day that I would take off from the Rush show that when I wasn't <laughs> sick, the only day that I ever took off just is, okay, I'm going to take today, even when he was there. You know I never did that, except for one I day. Know. One day. <laughs> I remember the, this. The yes, opening, the opening right. of a Star Wars movie in May. I'm sorry. I'm going to see that I'm going to be on the line for the first showing of the first Star Wars movie. Yes, and we all made fun of you. Yes, no matter how <laughs> miserable it was, even with that stupid Jar Jar Binks in it. 
Yes. Well, so you're not going to even let go those stupid your Ewoks. Well, well. So well, are so you wait a minute. So, your money so where Disney, your mouth is? no. So Disney, Disney pulled off this. I mean, you know, this was brilliant, Diana. The <laughs> day that they announced that this guy, this CEO, came out and was all hot to trot on DeSantis. That day of all the publicity, they dropped the new Obi Wan Kenobi trailer. So on one hand, I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, what is wrong with these people at Disney? These people are out of their minds. And on the other hand, I'm looking at the new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. And the Obi-Wan Kenobi series starts in May. And you can stream it on Disney. So after Obi-Wan Kenobi's off, then I will assess whether I'm getting rid of Disney+. Plus. Okay, so that's why I asked you the question, because I think for now, anyway, uh, many parents who've already made plans, who've already promised their children, are still going to visit the, as you call it, the rodent kingdom. I think the trips are still going to come on. And unless this really get has legs, and so far it's been just conservative sources who are actually running the sound bites and the video of these people saying these shocking things of how they are deliberately putting in, as they say, queer material. Queer material. Into, yes, and, and they're saying it with great glee and joy and, and celebration that not only is this going to be hinted at in the movies that Disney produces and in the products Disney sells, but it's going to be celebrated and explicit. And that is something that if more people are aware of or they see it themselves in when they visit Disney or when they see a movie, I think parents are going to be very, very wary going forward. But they have to hear about it. And so far, this has not been mainstream media covered at, at this well, point. Well, you know, this law, the LGBT law, I mean, groups, the LGBT plus whatever else alphabets um, are now suing the state of right. Florida and suing Ron DeSantis. And I just want to read you one line in a story that was on the liberal site NPR. And get this line. The effort, this is from one of the groups in the lawsuit, and this is a line from the lawsuit. This effort to control young minds through state censorship and to demean LGBTQ lives by denying the reality is a grave abuse of power. When I saw this line, this effort to control young minds, it's like the effort to sexualize young minds isn't a grave abuse of power. Do these people yes. honestly understand what they are saying? Well, I mean, it's the opposite. I mean, everything in this entire story has been distorted because they're the ones who are trying to control young minds with this sexualization at young ages. They're deliberately trying to control young minds by controlling the schools. This is something that has been explicitly, deliberately done by the left for many, many years, and parents are only now starting to get wise to it. And so this idea that, you know, who's controlling who, this is why they're so mad, because the, the fight has been joined. And this is the line that parents have said all over the country 
not with regard to Disney yet, but with regard to school curriculums, curriculums that, that they are saying, no, we are not going to allow this. And that is the thing that scares leftist activists the most, because the force of parents angry is way bigger and, and irrevocable compared to their puny activism. So parents have the, have the, the edge going into this, and the fight has to be continued. I have a way for Disney to get out of this. You want to hear it? Yeah. All right. This is, and, and I'm not a brand consultant or a marketing expert. I just, this is how Disney can get out of it. This whole mess. Disney, all you got to do is demand that your employees have to come to the office every day of their work life. <laughs> and all these rabble rousers will quit. And then you can go back to making family friendly movies and be Disney again. Interestingly enough, already a lot of quote-unquote LGBT plus people, teachers, are quitting in Florida, or they're saying they're quitting. And so, you know, that has been a lot of people's reaction. Well, that's a win, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So they're, you know, well, bye, to quote you. Well, bye. (laughs) Well, Diana, thank you as always. <laughs> Princess of Policy, Diana Mead, thank you for joining us. We love you and we appreciate you as always. And we'll catch up with you next week. Thank you, Sir James.